Good morning, everyone. Hopefully you're having a good start to your Monday. <clears throat> this is a new start for me. I'm going to try to do something a little different. Try to bring back the morning show. Personally, I need to do something to kickstart just the trajectory I'm on because I feel like I'm in, in a funk. And when I say funk, I just mean it's like I, I'm, I feel stuck. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I try this, maybe if I get up early, do the morning show, maybe I can get myself back on track. And in the process, hopefully help you get yourself back on track. I am going to try to open the phone lines today. Uh, let's see if I can bring that around because I got to remember how to do all this stuff. Uh which would be, how do I do this? <laughs> I'm having technical problems. If you want to call into the show, you can dial 414-273-5483. That's 1424-DSD-LIVE. If you are calling internationally or you don't want to use your minutes, if you have minutes, then uh, you can use the web interface below. So I will open that up momentarily. Topics I want to cover today is supervised visitation and some things to think about if you get caught in <clears throat> excuse me caught in that trap and in a lot of ways it is a trap so we'll start that in a moment let me just make sure that I, okay it looks like I got some people on so it looks like I am live and working so thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning I'll run this until the top of the hour and then I'll have to jump in my vehicular and head off head off to work all right let me roll the music down all right supervised visitation this is something that you can find yourself caught into especially if you're ambushed provoked and then a scenario slash situation comes up to where your ex is able to get supervised visitation ordered. Here's the problem with that situation. And that is, is you have to, when you get caught in that, you have to play the game. You know, you can be a martyr and say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to do whatever. And I, and I understand that that's a there's a potential that because typically what happens when you get supervised visitation the other little benefit they like to do is they say oh okay well you're on supervised visitation and you have to pay someone to to do that and if you're broke that makes it really complicated what I would encourage you to do is as much as you can exercise that capability, that option, so that you're at least demonstrating that you're involved and that you're jumping through the hoops. And then you want to basically be on your best behavior so that hopefully if the evaluator who's going to generate a report is not biased, that they're not going to basically say that this needs to continue. The simplest way, I think, to deal with that, but none of this is simple, but the best way to deal with that, focus on the kid, be attentive, <clears throat> maximize the time that you have, and don't make any mistakes. Don't, don't be trying to, you know, I mean, just keep it superficial, so to speak. I mean, don't be saying to the kid, you know, well, I would see you more. <laughs> If your other parent would just not play these games, you know, or other type of manipulative things. Because if that evaluator or that, uh, not evaluator, that's the, the supervisor, so to speak, is going to be having their eyes open, looking for problems, trying to discern if something is happening that shouldn't happen. And you want to make sure that you are demonstrating 
the opposite of what they're looking for. And I'll roll that into another rea- <clears throat> another reality. And that is you need to do that when you're in the family court process. You need to do that with everybody. Everybody is is looking for you to make a mistake. Every time you fall into the trap of, va- of validating the story that's being told about you, you're setting yourself back. And most of the time, these people are going to be trying to test you. They're going to they're push and prod and see what you do. They're going to be testing your actions. So you, that, to me, is how the best way to deal with that. I'll give you one, one story before I move on. And that is early on, whenever I had to do the child custody evaluation and I was meeting with the evaluator, I mean, this isn't supervised visitation. This is the, uh, you know, working with the therapist to determine where the kids should go. The story that was written and sent to that person about me is that I was a total misogynistic piece of crap, hated women, you know, yada, yada, yada. So what I think this person did on our first meeting is she took her big little or her little pointy finger and went boop right in my eye thinking if I was this, if I hated all women and uh, didn't like women in authority and couldn't handle a strong, independent woman that uh, her poking at me would piss, (laughs) anger me (laughs) and I would have a, a, a reaction that would be stereotypical of somebody who actually was that. The problem, and I'll get to what I did in a moment, but the problem is, is whenever you are incredibly stressed, anxious, on edge, you have a strong potential to react negatively just by the stress of the situation. Don't do that. You have to be very careful of that. And that's what I did in my situation is I did the opposite. Well, actually, I was just normal. Whenever, uh, you know, the lady was bringing up problems, I wasn't getting angry. I was just like, okay, well, how do we deal with it? What can we do? What can we do to solve these problems? It was technical issues. And it was kind of interesting because she kept poking at me, and I didn't respond the way she was expecting because she was trying to cancel the meeting. I'd driven all the way out there, had the kids, the whole nine yards. And uh, anyway, so we went ahead and did it and it, and it, and it went okay. So anyways, it's, you have to play the game when you get drug into it, even though we don't want to. So you have to be cautious of that, be careful of that. And, 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 I, and I know it's hard. I have a few coaching clients that I've worked with recently and in the past where you get so angry, so frustrated that it's nearly impossible for you to be able to calm yourself down. I've fallen into that. There were a handful of times throughout this process where I was so irritated and frustrated that I had to take my big fat finger and go boop and try to jam it in in the ex's eye just because I felt so powerless. Huge. I was very lucky that it didn't blow up in my face as much as it could have. At the time, it felt great, for lack of a better word. Um, I would not recommend, I mean, I wish that I could have not done that. So I understand when you, when you get caught up in a situation where you feel like you have to, but you need to understand that certain decisions, certain actions can create extra drama and problems for you that you don't need and or want. All right, I'm going to jump into, hold on, I'll hit my little marker button. I'm going to jump into the comments, or just, we only have a handful of people on here, which is kind of expected, because I haven't done one of these morning shows in in a long time. So I guess before I do that, what I will ask 
What do you guys think about trying to start up the morning shows? I've been I've been contemplating, not contemplating, but I've been thinking about what way forward. And and I have a lot of ideas that I'm trying to to consider, and one of them is this: is to to start doing this again. Another is to I've had the recommendation of of doing more coverage on court family court type cases that are tragic. Uh, and I'm considering some ideas on that. I don't know whether I would do that on this channel, whether I would create another channel. Um, and I don't also, I'm not entirely sure how I'm a little concerned about how helpful that will be because I don't want to just keep highlighting negative stories, right? I've, I've been following, for instance, I have been following the Dan, well, recently I've been following the Dan Markell, uh, deletion, trial. If you guys haven't looked that up, look up Dan Markell, murder for hire. And it's, it's just tragic nine years ago. And right now, the, I mean, going, the two hit men were, were prosecuted and convicted. The person that knew the hit men is prosecuted and, and in jail the ex-brother-in-law of the victim has just recently been convicted. The mother-in-law is currently arrested and is being charged with murder and conspiracy and all that kind of stuff. And it looks like the father-in-law and even potentially the ex might be uh, prosecuted. So I don't know. Curious what you guys think. So on that, I'll say hello to MLP. ML has says, hey, peeps. Hey, peeps to you. Uh, iTumblr says, good morning. <clears throat> oh, the phone number is active. Let me uh, get to it so I can throw that on the screen while I'm going through the comments. <laughs> Born a nemesis says, holy crap, I'm actually free for a live stream. Well, glad you caught it, sir. Alex says, hey, guys, we've got a live stream again. Yeah, I'm considering bringing this show back. Part of it's going to be what you guys want and whether it's uh, it works. So running a little behind today, so it's a little uh, a little tough to get, get back in the groove. But I did enjoy doing these before. If, if you remember correctly, I stopped doing these because I had a new new boss at work. Things started getting a little weird, and I really had to focus, you know, get my game face on for my for my job. Uh, anyways, D Dad says, "Good morning, Dwayne. It's Dan C. Hey, D Dad, Dan. Glad to see you." I Tumblr says, "DSD. I attended an emergency hearing for supervised visitation, and the other side wanted to make a deal at lunch break." since they saw that things weren't going their way. We agreed and no supervised visitation. Uh, you go on to say, DSD, you have to be on your toes. Gather as much evidence as possible and let them fall in their own trap. Be persistent and never give up. You know, and, and the reality of that, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it goes back to what I was talking about a minute ago is, is, you have to make sure your presentation, your performance, your image does not feed into the narrative that they're trying to to take. My my guess is, understanding how the system works, if iTumblers would have been making mistakes, they would have probably just defaulted to, eh, all right, let's just do supervised visitation for a while. Let's just do this to see what's going on. And then he's going to have to be digging himself out of a hole to undo that damage. So you, you, unfortunately for us, what this means is that we have to have our game face on all the time. And we can't make mistakes, which is nearly impossible to never make a mistake. But what that, what that means is, is if you are high-strung, in that moment, do not put yourself in a, in a situation to have an interaction that's going to blow up in your face. 
I, I mean, there were a handful of times where I did that, where, a, you know, a, a proverbial bomb dropped on me and I was supposed to basically be sitting next to the ex at some event and I was so provoked, I guess, for lack of a better word, that I didn't go. I'm like, nope, I cannot. I, I, I am not confident that I'm not going to make a mistake so I did not go. You have to have that awareness so that you can make decisions that work, uh, you know, well for you, that don't hurt you, that don't put, that don't set you back. Anyways, so I ah, Tumblr says DST. Yes, morning shows would be awesome again. Well, just make sure everybody shows up. <laughs> Let's see if we can get 100 people on. I have a buddy of mine uh, whose brother has a crime channel. And last night, his he did a live stream. His channel is less than a year old. January will be a year. It's called Jury Trial Mentor. He's the one that he's covering solely right now the Dan Markell case. He had 3,000 people on his live stream. And he rocketed. He hasn't even been on YouTube for a year, and he has over 10,000 subscribers, 11,000. I think he's close to 12,000 right now. So I am very happy for him uh, and that and that success. He's an attorney, military attorney, prosecutor, and defense attorney who uh, is now retired from the military and is pursuing I kind of just fell into it this whole YouTube thing was not really his cup of tea and his brother who's John Steinbeck who runs brainwashing children he and I are buddies uh talked him into it and it's been it's been neat to watch the meteor 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 I'm, I'm not mediocre meteoric whatever maybe I'm saying that wrong rise of that cha- I, I'm, I'm doing that wrong Anyways, the, the, the quick success of his channel. Anyways, I apologize for that. Uh, Heather says, good morning. Good morning to you, Heather. Uh, Born a Nemesis says, as I'm on the East Coast, I'm a fan of you doing morning shows. Yeah, because it's not morning for you. <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, Deb Wicklin says, uh, yes, I lived in Miami in the same building as Donna. Whoa, wow, that is crazy. That's insane. I wonder if you knew them. Whoops, I, I didn't click the button. You want to say, my, my son went to the same school as her grandkids in South Beach. Wow. Wow, that's that's crazy. Small world. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, so the other thing I'll just add on to this, on the in the Dan Markell situation, it was I mean, rich people, right? I mean, the brother in law is a dentist, periodontist or something like that. The the father in law was a dentist, you know, live in a million dollar condo. You know, I mean, just just money you know, money and success and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they have thrown it all away because of their hatred of their daughter's ex-husband and the fact that he would not allow them to move, allow her and the kids to move from, uh, what, Tallahassee, the northern part of Florida to the southern part. At one point, they even offered him $1 million dollars. We'll give you a million dollars if you let your ex and the kids move, you know, three or four hours away to Miami. And he said, nope. So they said, oh, really? Well, we'll just hire someone to take you out, which they did. The really sad part about this, that whole case, if you're not familiar with it, is it's been nine years to get to this point where the people who maybe they didn't pull the trigger, but the, the people who set this in motion are finally facing, you know, facing uh, consequences. 
Prisoner 105 says, finally got through the criminal cases. Now I can move on to dealing with the civil side. How do I get out of supervised visits without a lawyer? Do I have to have one? Uh, what kind? Thanks. Um, <clears throat> more than likely, your family court judge is the one who ordered the supervised visitations, which means it would be that judge who needs to undo it. If you have the ability to to represent yourself, you can. Um, I, most people, I think, cannot do that. So I would recommend or encourage you to look for an attorney who could argue that. So it looks like there's a call coming in. So I will wait for that processing to finish. And you go on to say, I'm stoked for the morning shows. Colorado in the house. Outstanding. All right. I am. Whoops. I got to make sure I hit the right button. So I am going to go. Whoa, whoa. Why, why did it do that? Let me move that over here. Uh, they keep upgrading my software and it creates creates difficulty sometimes. So let me go to line one. Well, hold on. Let me make sure I have this working. Okay, so. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it worked. Can you guys hear me? I think they can hear Very you. Good. I can hear so you. Good so. Morning, everybody. <laughs> Wow! So you... in the comments, it's my it's my real name. Oh crap! So, That's not good. Um, I guess Wait. I don't. It's okay. I mean, we're fine now. I, I we don't need to hide anymore. But um, I didn't notice that. So I must have pressed some button that changed my name. But it's okay. So the comment about uh, being neighbors with the uh, Adelson. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I. I lived, um, you read that. So I lived in 2014 in the Icon building. I do not have $10 million for a condo there, but I was a personal assistant to somebody who had two uh, condos in the same building. So they wow. let me live that year in, in South Beach, and my son went to the same school. So when I heard the case, um, I was like, oh, that's, sounds familiar and then when i saw her picture I was like i think i've seen her and then i saw wow. the bump where it shows the building i was like oh it's her um you know and now i'm like obsessed i've been just watching everything and it's just crazy how you don't even know it's happening right in front of you it's crazy it's depressing you know i mean and it's you know i mean yeah. we can be happy, I guess, that, you know, justice is finally happening and these people are being held accountable. But at the end of the day, the de the father was deleted. I mean, was taken out. Yes. And I guess the silver lining in the whole thing is that Ruth Markell and the grandfather, also the Markells, are advocating against um, alienation. There's a lot in their divorce that you know, shows that the dad was fighting alienation. So that is like in the mainstream media. And, you know, that's the silver lining. Yeah. But the, yeah. That case, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to tell you, like, ask you for a few topics um, this morning, if you have time. So if, if you remember, we do have full custody now and, you know, right after regaining custody, it's a whole new chapter. And because now I give support to other parents going through, you know, the, the custody battle, I see that they don't really realize what happens when you do get custody. Oh, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a different kind. You know, I remember you telling us because we are one of those people that found your channel right in the beginning so we didn't make those mistakes commonly made so that couldn't have been used against us and we did get full custody of all three kids um and we still have it outstanding of the younger two the older two is the, the, the other one is with mom um so you know then we i remember you saying like be aware of what you ask for <laughs> And yeah. definitely, 
be aware of what you're asking for because it's a whole new level of relationship with your children and it requires a lot of therapy for you and the children. Yep. And also, um, I, I believe what happens is that you get, we, I'm going to say about me, I got so caught up in the fight that sometimes you don't see clear. Yeah. You know, you, you just see the fight right in front of you and giving up things to gain other things is hard. Then you may lose sight of the children because it's so intoxicating. Like this custody battle is so intoxicating that sometimes like now that I'm on the outside looking in to other parents, they can lose sight of what they're there for in the yep. first place. And if it's not helping the children, then you're missing the point of, you know, the, the battle in the yeah. first place. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing. No, that's a great point. And, um, you know, it's funny you say that. Cause I mean, I oftentimes when I work one-on-one with people, typically the first thing I'll say to them is you, especially early on is write down what you're, what you're going for. Because inevitably what happens is, is you get, like you said, you get so caught up in the fight that you lose sight of what you were originally going for. And you just want to punish the other person and you can completely lose track of what's going on. So, and then the flip side to it is like you said, I mean, you know, when you do win, I think we all tend to think that, well, if we win, it's all going to be, you know, butterflies and rainbows. And there's a lot of collateral damage afterwards. There's a lot of, you know, the kids are going to have resentments and confusion, you know, I mean, and everybody is going to be basically on pins and needles, which is just a, I mean, that's a, a recipe for disaster. How are things going? You said you guys were doing therapy and stuff. How are everything going with you and the kids now? believe we are past alienation um we're not past attacks from the other side oh of course right so they will try yeah they will try to infiltrate your home no matter what um and mess with the kids psyche like of course that's never gonna end we understand that but i believe we are on the other side now you know um kids are doing well but recovering yeah um, you know, on their minds, it's like, oh, I just have so many years until I can leave, you know, so they are not conscious. I have friends who have kids who are conscious about their alienation. Um, our kids are in denial and we don't press, we don't talk about the other side. We just live our lives and right. try to help them in every way we can. But so far, I think we have a good result, you know, like. Like I said before, I'm grateful for your channel. I'm grateful for um, the insight you gave us because that helped us so much in the beginning and to this day. You know, it's like, and I believe what happened to me right after the fight was over, that first initial custody battle, right? Like now you have something else to focus on. Yeah. And when the focus is not on the fight anymore, you have the focus on yourself. And I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, that's hard. It, it's crazy because um, it doesn't sound like it should be hard. But I think uh, that throws a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, it did me. You know, when you, when you pivot out of your your out of the fight mode and you start trying to rebuild your life and stuff, it it's, feels uncomfortable. Right. Would you agree? Yes, and it was because you're so consumed with that fight oh, yeah. that when it's over, you're like, so what do I do now? You know, now I have to patch up this relationship, yeah. and I have to do a whole lot of work within, and it's a lot of healing that needs to happen to us before we can help them. And although my husband and I, hi, babe, he's also on the live, um, <laughs> As much as we had help throughout this fight, um, it was a, it, it's still a lot more to work with. And putting our egos aside and yeah. our own feelings aside to help the children who are the real victims of all this, 
for me, is harder than the fight itself was, if I make sense. No, it absolutely makes um, sense. But we are, we are building that relationship. I remember you saying, like, oh, I have this whole other channel where I go hiking, I go camping, and, you know, I've seen your daughter there with you, and that's exactly what we did. You know, we bought an RV and we'll take the children on vacations and we do what we can with what we have to rebuild, you know, that it is so sad and it kills me every time because the other side will say or do something to ruin the the experience. Yeah. That's Um, such a standard thing they do. Summer. Yes, and we don't brag that we're doing things. We don't post that we're doing things. Um, you know, we learned from our mistakes or from other people's mistakes, so we don't do that. Right. But, you know, this summer we spent like a whole week in the Keys, and it was so much fun. And obviously she said something that the kids will never tell us, but, you know, they were crying and they were sad and the mood shifted. And, you know, they went from excitement to sadness, you know. Oh, while you guys were on the trip? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that's standard. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a typical topic, as is you have a great experience, and then when they go back to the other side, then when they come back, their recollection is that it was not fun. That That's standard, too. Yes, and it, it, and that in that case, we were still on vacation, you know, like, and then it becomes like, I never wanted to do this. You know, I don't like You're RV, forcing like us to do this. We don't like being in the, These are dangerous. We could die. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right? I mean, am I, I mean, it's something. They they have a unique way of just trying to make th- everything a nightmare. And it's and I would say on that, and I'll ask you this, is other- it, you don't, don't you, you get to the point where it's like, oh, my God, when does this crap end? Right? I mean, that's the way you feel almost. And that's where your feelings get hurt and you have to put yourself, you know, in check is that your feelings will get hurt. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter how hard you try. Um, your feelings will get hurt. But what really works for me is that if I'm hurting, I need to put myself in their shoes. Absolutely. It's, they're hurting more. Yep. So they get my empathy because if we're going to go tit for tat, then it's, you know, it's exactly what we're not fighting for. Right. Um, you, you know, and it's like when it's going to end, it's never going to end. It, 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 and that's the part that I'm like, it, it gets you so exhausted because it's like, it's, it's never going to stop. Um, but I guess that's all I had to say. I really enjoy you like my husband texted me because I was at the doctor's office and he's like, Dwayne is online. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys jumping on. Oh, I didn't even send the text out. I probably, I didn't even do that. So thank you for catching it. I appreciate you jumping on and for calling. You were the first caller of the new show. So thank you for that. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thanks for coming on Dwayne and you guys have a happy holiday. You too. Thanks for calling. So, you know, one thing, you know, she mentioned, well, just, just to clarify, uh, you know, she's married into this nightmare. So it's her husband's kids that she was really, that they were talking about. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I made a note while she was talking. I mean, wedge issues are a major thing. And what that means is, and I don't want to say this to 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 scare you or make you think that, you know, this there that this. I mean, it's a nightmare. Don't get me wrong, but there's ways to mitigate it and to undo what the person is doing. But you have to be aware of it. You have to keep an open mind to it and understand what's going on. And a toxic ex will absolutely use kids as pawns in their evil game which means they're going to try to provoke like, like the example that she used, you know, they're on a trip, they're having a great time. And then a bomb is dropped right in the middle of it. You know, it's happened. I have, (laughs) uh, 
during my trip, what, last year uh, or this last summer, if I remember correctly, that same scenario happened. We're having a great time. We're cruising along. We're driving around Washington, you know, going to the national parks. And then the mood of my child completely goes south. And I'm like, what's going on? Who are you texting? You know, mommy. And it's like, oh, dear God. And, you know, I don't know what was said, but the mood completely changed and basically torpedoed everything for a few hours. I mean, it got back on track, but uh, you got to be careful of that because you can respond negatively. Remember when I was talking earlier on this is that we have to have our game face on 24-7. And if you don't have your game face on, take a break. Like if I would have been really, you know, for whatever reason, this is what I used to do in my squeaky uh, Brady Bunch voice. This is what I used to do back in the day when the kids were still here and they were all minors and all this garbage was going on. If I really got pushed, I'd go take a nap. I would just remove myself from the situation. Not always. There were times I made mistakes. But I would go take a nap, do something to take myself out of the situation to give myself some time to to adapt to it. And and I mean, and that's that's what you have to do. And it's and it's really annoying going into something like the, the caller was talking about not telling the kids. I mean, we, Debbie and I got to the situation to where we would not tell the kids what we were going to do. And what that turned into was, you know, well, where, why won't you tell us? Why won't you tell us? We want to know. We're getting, you know, it would ramp it up. And I know we knew that mommy, mommy, mommy was jabbing the kids in the eye. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Why won't they tell you? Well, that's so weird. They won't tell you. You know, I mean, whatever it was ramping up the, the uh, uh, anxiety of it. But unfortunately, we learned the hard way that if you do tell the kids, what you're going to do most, more than likely either the ex will do exactly the same thing first, or they will start feeding, you know, priming the kids that they hate whatever it is they're doing. Like, I think we started doing uh, beach stuff and then it was like, I'm allergic to the sun. You know, you know what I mean? It was just like, Oh dear God. Every time we turn around, there was a, a bomb that was dropped and then the one year we really had some stuff planned, uh, God, the X worked. I mean, it was almost amazing the amount of effort that was put in to try to ruin the uh, uh, the trip. But we were able to, you know, I mean, it was it was a freaking master class and how to deal with these with this crap. But anyways, as I babble along, oh, and, and just because I have to, because it's still up on the screen. If you are interested in my second channel, Dusty Road Destinations, you can uh, subscribe to that channel and see me do my little adventures in the National Forest and whatnot. I would appreciate your support over there. I would appreciate your support here. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Hit the like button, all the, all the, all the stuff that the YouTube likes. Uh, anyways. Uh, Michael says, uh, thanks for doing the show before the holidays. Well, thanks for the support on that. I'm going to attempt to do a morning show every day this week. That is my goal. And I'm hopefully if this goes well, I will start to uh, start to just do. I, it, for anybody new, you may not know this, but a couple of years ago or right around the pandemic time frame, I started doing a Monday through uh, Friday morning show call like basically like this. Um, actually I even used to have like every Thursday or one Thursday a month, I would have Chris Godinez from, we need to talk with Chris Godinez, uh, on, and we'd, we'd pick a topic and she'd be a guest and stuff. So, so we'll, we shall see. I'm hoping to, uh, I'm hoping that this, this experience or this, this test will work out well and might even help my mental health while I'm helping you guys, your mental health. So, uh, prisoner one Oh five says, right. Thanks to DSD. We didn't make more mistakes when dealing with such a confusing time. Thank you. 
Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And I mean, the, the ca- or, or not the caveat, but the thing that I'll just add into that. It's so easy to make mistakes when you're going through this. You feel so overwhelmed. I mean, I know for me, there were times where I'm like, man, I'm being accused of all this stuff that didn't happen. You know, if I'm if I'm taking the hit for it, you know, I should at least enjoy the crime, so to speak. Um, I mean, you can what I mean is, is you can really get yourself into a negative headspace. And when that happens, you start to spiral out of control and it blows up in your face. So uh, let's see. Trying to I, I, I moved around too much. Uh, Christina Gamer asked for, where is that? Where did I put that? Uh, here first, next. The call-in number is 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. Starting to run out of time, but if you if somebody does call in within the next two minutes and we can do it in 10 minutes, I will absolutely take that call. I need to get the banner thing working again to where it's scrolling the number down. So let's see. Uh, I don't think, oh, a narcissism abuse survivor says, I second that, Deb. Uh, grateful for your channel, DSD. I had the knowledge to avoid, to avoid what not to do, avoid making mistakes. It paid off four years later. Thank you. Yeah, if you can catch this early on and when they're trying to set the traps, if you can recognize it and not fall for it, you will do so much better. And it's not easy. Like I said, I have a, a client I've been working with and, you know, the guy ultimately did okay, but he was so angry that he kept making mistakes. And it's like, you know, I mean, and I get it. I get that you, it gets so frustrating and you feel so hopeless and you feel so irritated, I guess, for lack of a better word, that sometimes it's almost impossible for you not to make mistakes. But, you know, there's a consequence for those mistakes. If you do that, it sets you back. It sets up scenarios like we were talking about at the beginning, top of the show, that you might end up having supervised visitation or you might end up losing custody or you might end up getting a report from a, a mental health professional saying that, uh, you know, you have issues and they think custody should be a different, a different way. You've got to be really careful about that. All right, let's see. Oh, I can't even I can't even say the name, so I'll, I'll just say B it says whenever when everything you do is a mistake to a narcissist. Oh, geez, that's such a great point. And what I'll say on that is even when you do the right thing, they'll act as if you didn't. So it's uh, yeah, I mean, and, and on that, what I will say on that is don't worry about it, right? No matter what you do, the ex is going to more than likely, especially if they're in our, uh-oh, looks like my whole call-in studio thing dropped. Let me hit refresh. There was a call coming in. Sorry about that. Uh, man, I just, I just uh, confused myself. I apologize. No matter what you do, they're going to take it as a negative. So do what is right for you and your kid. And don't worry about the ex. Don't make a decision just to poke the ex in the eye. Don't make a decision to not poke the ex in the eye. Just, you know, focus on what is the right thing to do for you and your kid. Now, let me give you an example of what I mean so that maybe this will help clarify it. In the early days of this, if little Timmy wanted to do something, let me back up. If the ex wanted to do something, and it's like, I want the kids on your time. After an ex in the situation defaults to no, when you get the opportunity to say no, there's going to be a strong urge to just say, F you, no. I want to caution you or ask you to pause 
Talk to your kids and see what they say. It's like, hey, Timmy, mom, again, using me as an example, says that on Tuesday, my time, you guys, she wants to take you to this event. And if little Timmy says, daddy, 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 I, I so, I'm so excited about this event. I really want to go to it. Can I go? Can I go? <clears throat> Say yes. Unless there's something else you have going on. Um, you know, I mean, like if you had something else planned or whatever, fine. But I mean, try to gravitate towards making a decision to make it easier for your kid. And a prime example of a double bind because it's like, you know, you're going to be thinking, are you effing kidding me? This person is making our life a living hell. They're interfering with my time with, with my own child or children. And no, I'm not going to support that. But it's, it's a wedge issue that will absolutely be used against you. I was not good at this. Not that, not that it came up because early on, whenever, as soon as I realized what I was dealing with when the ex was playing games, I'm like, you know what? We'll just defer, you know, default to the court order. So that was my, my go-to. Unfortunately, that kind of stopped some of the, some of the conversations and stuff, but, uh, but it's hard. Another example I would say on this, and this is something I struggled with, you know, like mother's day, I was so angry. I'm like, I'm not going to give that beep, 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 a dime. So I would let the, I would tell the kids, Hey, you need to make your mom a card. I mean, I guess technically I was buying the crayons and the paper and all that kind of stuff. But what I should have done is just dragged everybody to Walmart or Rite Aid said, Hey, pick out a card, get something for your mom because it wasn't about her, the ex, it was about the kids. But I couldn't see that. I was so angry at the time at perfect wedge issue, right? Absolutely easy to use against me. Oh, it's just so sad. Your dad can't let it go. Okay. <laughs> and sadly, the reality is back then I couldn't, I was so mad. Anyways, let me uh, check some of this. What else we got going on? Uh, Ted says, my daughter is failing her algebra class in high school, yet the mother will not communicate with me so that we can assist our daughter. Oh my God, I remember those days. The ego of these, of these people is so poisonous. Yeah, and it's... You got to be careful because that's one of those things they're going to try to use as a wedge issue, right? So then you start making it an issue. And then they, you know, I had similar, now mine was with my youngest when elementary school and they were failing all kinds of stuff. And I remember right on that couch behind the camera over there, you know, little, little, little Timmy saying, you know, I want to do homework with mommy. You're mean. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Your mom is not doing anything. This is why you're failing. This is why I'm working with the teachers to try to get, you know, get everything back on track. And it's just, it's just this crazy cycle. It's not fun. It's not easy. You know, not a good time. A narcissism abuse survivor says, may I add DSD, your Discord channel community are awesome. They've been my uh, wind beneath my journey grateful here. Oh, that's a great point. So on that, if uh, you want to be part of the DSD Discord, if you go to the main uh, DSD YouTube page and the banner part of it, well, they took the, the icons out here, but if you come over here down into the description thing and you say, oh, expand it, you will see a Discord invite link. You only have to click that once if you don't have a Discord channel or account, it'll ask you to create it. Do not keep using that to get to Discord. Once you're on, just open Discord and it'll be in. If you decide you want to do the Discord thing, when you get in, it'll tell you to send me a private message or a DM direct message so that I can add you in. Um, if I'm not around, one of the moderators, typically the wise chat manager, will temporarily add you in. Simple barrier of entry. You must direct message me. If you do not, you're not getting in, you know, um, unless you make contact with one of the mods and they will let you in. But, uh, 
anyways, it's been a pretty good community. So, um, and thanks for that. I appreciate you saying that. Visible friend says it's maddening dealing with a toxic narcissist. And uh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Alex says boop. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and if you are a channel member and you do the the boop, you actually get a boop logo that gets posted in it. Unfortunately, my software is outside of YouTube, so it doesn't show that. Uh, Ted says, Dwayne, the Rite Aid issue sets you up for abuse and manipulation. Um, do you mean buying like a card? Is that what you're talking about? Everything. Here's the thing, Ted. Everything sets you up. It's all double binds. Every decision with a toxic narcissist is not a good decision. It makes it tough. So you got to basically pick the worst or the best of the worst situation or decision to push yourself forward. And a lot of times it feels like eating a crap sandwich, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Deb says, putting your anger aside is the biggest show of love we can do for them. Yeah. And it's and the reality is is it starts taking away the um, it starts taking away the power of the narrative of the other person. Now, like I said, I fell right into that, so it was super easy in my situation for the ex to say, "Oh, it's so sad that he just won't let it go." So, and then the kids, you know, I mean, it's I it I wish I would have done that differently, and it's not easy. I mean, I I mean, it's not easy. So, well, I got to check my time. I am running out of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Once I figure out how to add the scrolling member list, that'll be showing up right now. I do want to say thanks for the channel members who have helped keep this going, made it to where I can keep that stupid phone number for the DSD Live call-in working. So on that... Set a schedule for tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care, guys.